This is the Canty and Carlin podcast. I love it. I love that Shannon was able to get his get his flowers. I love that Diana Rossini was able to, uh, you know, just reflexively say, hey, things were getting done, details were being tended to, is obviously a woman. That's clearly an accurate compliment, and we're just along for the ride. Uh, Who's the we? Thank you for asking. Randy Scott, Courtney Cronin, in for the guys on Canteen. Carlin on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app and Sirius XM Channel 80. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. We are uh, blue checklists on Twitter, and you can still tweet us, though, at Courtney R. Cronin for Courtney and uh, at Randy Scott ESPN for me. Uh, you can see me on SportsCenter AM tomorrow with Gary Streisky at 7 a.m. Eastern on ESPN. And then, Courtney, your week next week sounds bananas. Like, you're you're doing radio. You're at Hallis Hall with your Bears reporting gig. Like, wh- where are you this week? Is this kind of a quote-unquote down week because you're only working, like, one job, or is it still juggling everything? Oh, it's multiple jobs. I mean, I think it's three and one. So you get you get proficient at balancing, as you know. Uh, I don't have the one a.m. wake up time though, like you do. That's something I do not envy. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah, I, I can I just you know what? In the interest of getting pulled over every time I drive through the state of Connecticut, I just want to say something real quick. Uh, Connecticut Department of Transportation is a master at shutting down spontaneously an interstate. It happened twice this morning at like three something a.m. Driving in, they went three wide. They went flying V, Mighty Duck style. Had it just like zero mile per hour Department of Transportation cars as they were allowing the cone crew to get that's what I call them the cone crew to get out there and gather the crones or set up the cones. I just said crones because I'm looking at Courtney Cronin, that's obviously her hockey nickname. And it shut things. I was 20 minutes late to work because they just shut the highway down for no good reason. Little slice of the nutmeg state because Hartford is New England's rising star, Courtney. I don't know if you knew that. I did. I think that West Hartford, I hear a lot about that from our good friends in the Bristol area who work in Bristol but live over there. So I've heard it's the uh, rising star, the sleeper city that's, out east, as many might say. That's Maybe it. So. Hartford Hartford has it. That's the slogan. Hartford has it. Uh, you know what? Uh, how's this for a segue like a mall cop? You know what the Clippers don't have tonight? Or perhaps who the Clippers don't have tonight? The Claw. Kawhi Leonard out, says ESPN's Om Young Masuk, and that is massive news for Phoenix. How does it resonate? If you like to bet on a game now and again, the line before the report was Phoenix laying four. Phoenix favored by four in uh, Los Angeles. Is that right? In Los Angeles. And now it's uh, minus six and a half. So that line moved two and a half points because with Paul George out, Courtney, now that offensive scoring falls on. I mean, Russell Westbrook has been this team's second leading scorer through two games. Do you want Brody out there taking 25 shots? Kawhi's gone for 38 in uh, in game one and went for 31 in game two, and that's scoring off the table now. It's, it's frustrating because he, he didn't do this in game two. According to Woj, this was an injury that he likely sustained in game one. He played through it in game two, and now he's out. Fortunately, though, for the Clippers, this looks like it's going to be a day-to-day thing ahead of Saturday's game four. So that's good news. Doesn't mean the series is completely over, but the series now tied 1-1, shifting back to Los Angeles. A lot of playoff games are won by which team adjusts better, makes the better adjustments, and does it on the fly better. That's exactly what happened in Game 2 when Phoenix, after letting Kawhi go on a tear in the first half, they clamped down on him in the second half. And that's what led to the win, a necessary win, and 
put in the load on Kevin Durant and Devin Booker to get there. But now that you have arguably the best player in the series not playing in Game 3, this could lead to quite a momentum shift even further for the Suns going forward and trying to take a 2-1 lead and then make that a 3-1 lead by Saturday when we do not know if Kawhi Leonard will be playing or not. So, okay, the way Phoenix has been treading water, and that's the best way to put it in this series. Like This truly is a Western Conference Finals caliber series from both a coaching perspective. To me, this is one of the better coaching matchups in round one. You know, Ty Lue and Monty Williams. Uh, But it's also talent-wise, like two teams that if they were full strength, if they went full Voltron, and that's a big if because of Paul George, and we knew it wasn't going to happen, but if they were full strength, I mean, these are two of the best rosters in the Western Conference. I liked Phoenix. Before the playoffs started, I liked Phoenix to go ahead and get to the NBA Finals. But the way Phoenix has been doing it, I mean, Courtney, it wasn't sustainable. They've been playing each of their starters, as you hinted, as you said, over 37 minutes a game. And we're talking about a guy in Kevin Durant who's missed significant time this season already in the Suns portion of his season with injury. He's at 44 minutes a game. And now... We the the best way that I could describe it in the pre-show meeting was that you know how um, with pitch counts for 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 Major League Baseball pitchers they'll say some pitches are more taxing than others if it's a high leverage situation runners on stress whatever it is I think the same can apply in the NBA I think minutes all minutes are not created equal and the minutes that Kevin Durant has had to deal with Kawhi Leonard in his you know shoes defensively. I think those have been more stressful than others, and now he doesn't have to worry about that tonight. So maybe tonight Phoenix can run away and hide, maybe sit starters for most of the fourth quarter, and maybe the actual minutes that Durant plays are not as stressful because Kawhi's not wearing him out. I still don't think he can play another 44, 45 minutes and expect to be able to sustain that. If they want to do it to take a 2-1 lead, okay. But at some point, you're going to have to lower those numbers for Kevin Durant just because he has dealt with so many injuries throughout his career. And he is coming back having you know missed a significant portion of, his ta- of the 2023 calendar year from the injury that he sustained against the Heat when he was still with Brooklyn back in January to the freak accident that he had in warm-ups. And I'm not saying that we can project any of these things. I just think you have to be very cautious. You're right. Not all minutes are created equal. He will have a lesser burden on him tonight, not having to chase Kawhi Leonard around the court. I'll be curious to see what his defensive assignment becomes. I still think, though, if you can, if this game is a is is teetering on the edge of a 10, 15 point lead for the Suns at any point, that's when you've got to rest Kevin Durant. You've got to get him his, you know, give him a break when you can, because when Kawhi's back, and fortunately for the Clippers, it doesn't sound like this is something that's going to be. More than just, we need to monitor it on a day-to-day basis. He's not out for the season. We do know that Paul George is not playing in the series, but they still need their guy. He's arguably the best player Mm -hmm. in this series. It's a considerable blow for them to not have him there. All right, Courtney Cornyn, Randy Scott, and for the guys, Canteen Carlin is presented by Progressive Insurance. You can round out protection with life, phone, and pet health insurance. Let's get out uh, to the CC call-in line, one eight 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 say espn Om Young-Misook, our ESPN NBA reporter who broke this story, uh, is with us here on Canteen Carlin. Uh, Om, what more can you tell us about when this injury took place for Kawhi and, and how the Clippers are, are rolling with it for Game 3? Yeah, I'm sure we're going to get more details. Hopefully we get more details uh, when we get to the arena. But, um, 
my colleague Adrian Wojnarowski reported that, that Kawhi aggravated the knee sprain in game one, played through it, and then in game two, uh, you know, I guess he was able to make it through in game two, but and then I saw him after the game. He seemed like normal Kawhi. But the thing is with Kawhi Leonard, he takes a lot of hard spills. During the, when he falls down, he falls down like a bag of bricks. I mean, he is a strong guy. And it, and every time I watch him, I'm like, you know, I watch him to get up. And it, it's, he slowly gets up, and then he looks okay. But from my time covering Kawhi Leonard, even when he tore his ACL, it was like anytime you see something that's a little bit off, because he does everything with such force and such, such strength, there's always a, a little scare that, you know, he might tweak something or hurt something. And usually you find out it's, it's very strange with Kawhi. You find out like 24 hours later that he has suffered an injury. And so in this case, you know, it, it, they ruled him out hours before with a sprained right knee. I don't know what the degree of the sprained right knee is, but a sprained right knee usually, even though Woj is saying he, a source told him that he's expected to be day-to-day, Sprained right knee, I mean, there are degrees of it, right? And Paul George has a sprained right knee, and he's he has now been out for about a month um, with with a sprained right knee that he is trying to come back and is, is expected to keep him out of this first-round series. So with game four right around the corner on Saturday, the Clippers have not had much time in between games. It's been one day pretty much in between games. Uh, this is a really tough blow for them in this series against the Phoenix Suns when they were just starting to believe that they can win this series. The Clippers, uh, Kawhi Leonard led the Clippers with 31 points in game two. Russell Westbrook, their second leading scorer. So we know that he's going to be bearing the offensive burden. But taking a look at the contributions, Ohm, that they got from the rest of their starting lineup, nothing from Batum, Zubak, eight points, and Eric Gordon, 12. Like, where do they find their offense with Kawhi not playing tonight? It's got to be Norman Powell for, uh, carrying a, a huge load. He was a six-man-of-the-year candidate before he got hurt late in the year, and I think he's still kind of trying to find his rhythm. Certainly Russell Westbrook, um, he has shown the ability to score a lot of points and look almost like vintage Russ, uh, MVP Russ from Oklahoma City. There was an instance earlier this season, I believe, um, at Memphis, where Russell Westbrook looked very aggressive, looked like his old self. Um, He's going to need to do that tonight. And then Eric Gordon is going to have to provide a lot of outside shooting for them. It's going to have to come from all over. I mean, there's no room for error now. They had a little margin for error, not much with Kawhi, because Kawhi was playing so great. I mean, he looked like playoff Kawhi. But without Kawhi Leonard now, it is a very tough task and a tall climb for them against the Phoenix Suns team that is only going to get better as they get more time on the court with each other. Because remember, this really only has been now 10 games Kevin Durant has played with the Suns two in the playoffs, so you got to figure that they are just only going to get stronger from here on out. That's our ESPN NBA reporter Om Young Masuk again, who broke the news that Kawhi Leonard is out tonight. So no Kawhi for the Clippers in Game Three as this series moves back to Los Angeles. Om, we know you got to go write your story. Really appreciate the time. Thanks for joining us on Canteen Carlin on ESPN Radio. Thanks, guys. All right. That is one of the best guys in this business. The NBA playoffs are on ESPN Radio. Tune in tonight as the Nets host the Sixers, presented by Indeed. Coverage begins at 7 p.m. Eastern on most ESPN radio stations and on Sirius XM Channel 80. He, like, left a piece of them out there tonight. Murray stops for three. 40! That's 40 in a playoff game for Jamal Murray. Like I said, a lot of fun being in his own. 
Uh, feeling the energy that I haven't felt in a long time. Feeling the adrenaline. We're resilient, and we understand in order for us to win, you know, we have to play a certain style of basketball. They did what they needed to do. They're, they're a championship caliber team. They held serve at their home floor, and now we got to go back and do the same. Yes. I I, <laughs> I gave Eric like 60 seconds to find this. He, I, I, asked, I asked Shannon, I was like, are we going to are we gonna still go Nuggets and Bucks? And he's like, yeah, we're going to the number ones. And I was like, come on. let's As long as we're going dated music. We had Green Day, Good Riddance earlier in the show. We had Vitamin C, uh, Graduation, As We Go On. I remember that one. Um, we're going back to, to Nelly and number ones. The number one seeds, so East, that's the Bucks, and in the West, it's the Nuggets. Uh, they played like like number one seeds, Courtney. They played dominant performances. I know Milwaukee had to have it uh, for Denver. They go up two games, uh, two games to none. It was Jamal Murray. Let's start with Denver in my the Blue Arrow, right? Maple Jordan from Canada. Jamal Murray looked. That was my first feeling of he is back. He is back, back from the injury back from the ACL that cost him the entire season, and back being that guy who really broke out when the NBA was finishing its season in the playoff bubble back in 2020. His fifth career playoff game with at least 40 points. Like This guy is showing you why he is so pivotal to what they do offensively. It's not just Jamal Murray, but collectively from this 2-0 start that they have over the Minnesota Timberwolves, he's been the biggest piece. And I think you can couple that with what Michael Porter did the other night, 13 of his 16 points in the fourth quarter. Nikola Jokic barely missing a triple-double with 27 points, nine boards, and nine assists. For me... Offensively, what they're doing is impressive. Defensively, the way that this team has neutralized Carl Anthony Towns is nothing shy of a master clinic and how they're going to get out of the series in a sweep. That's how I see it. That's how I saw it from game one. And this is a very difficult task. The Timberwolves got their way in here via the play-in tournament, Mm -hmm. and they looked like they were trending upwards after that win over Oklahoma City, and then they run into... What right now appears to be a buzzsaw. Now, will the Nuggets continue to be a buzzsaw when they get tested? Because they haven't been tested by the Timberwolves. We haven't seen that in these first two games. But if they get, you know, as they wager on here into the rest of the postseason, does the quote-unquote soft Nuggets, the the version of the team (laughs) that their own head coach called them out for, does that version show up at any point? That's why I always have a little trouble going all in until I actually see them play real competition. I want to push back on one part of last night. I feel like Denver was challenged, but safely. Like, like, so what you said about soft nuggets, which by the way, I'm picturing just going through like a fast food drive through and be like, give me some of them soft nuggets. Like what? Like 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 what do we have? What do you have? Some of that? You have like, like buffalo sauce? No, it's the of- grilled nuggets because every anybody knows a good nugget is yeah. fried. Yes, it's fried, and it's nobody never goes soft. through and says, "Let me get a soft grilled <laughs> nugget." You get a soft fried nugget, and it's only because it was sealed in its container so long that its own heat created humidity that sort of like made it damp by the time you got home. But nobody's going through the drive-through like some old Dane Cook bit and is like, "Give me some of those soft nuggets." Like it's not. It's just not ever. It's so. It's stomach turning, stomach turning. But there was a lead thanks to a forty point third quarter from Minnesota. They actually had a lead in Denver, and Ant going off for forty one points. Anthony Edwards was sublime mm-hmm. in Game Two, um, but they got their scare and they bowed up defensively. To your point, Courtney, in the fourth quarter, they were plus eleven in the fourth, went away, uh, just one going away, and they were able to have a short bench. They only played three guys off the bench last night, and it helps when Jamal Murray goes for 40, and Murray himself acknowledged 
just sort of feeding off of the home court vibes uh, during this breakout win. Like I said, a lot of fun being in that zone, uh, feeling the energy that I haven't felt in a long time, feeling the adrenaline, handling the adrenaline. Um, I knew I was going to have a rough first game or a rough start just, you know, because emotions are flowing and you won't play so well. But um, even just coming to this game, I just felt more relaxed and felt more composed and, uh, you know, I wasn't as, as hyped as, as the first game. Um, so like I said, I just played my game all the way through and, and uh, like I said, glad to get it up. Murray acknowledging also that there was an embrace with Michael Malone where Malone was like, there's only one Jamal Murray. Basically like, hey, you're back and no one else that we really have can do what you do. And it's about that was a balanced breakfast. You outlined what uh, Nikola Jokic, the dad bod god, can do. Flirting with a triple-double, 27 points. And then MPJ, Michael Porter Jr., when his jumper's on, it's on. And and they're a tough team to beat. In the East, though, the Bucs, again, they had to go without Giannis Antetokounmpo. And they rolled Miami. And I don't know, Courtney, I guess my first question to you is, if they were able to do that in Game 2, can they go ahead and risk it and sit Giannis in Game 3? Because Milwaukee hit 25 threes. 20, that ties an NBA record for threes in a playoff game. And that's after sort of rope-a-doping Miami and putting up double like 20 paint points in the first quarter and then the three-point barrage. So they really they were effective in both both ways. No, I mean, they've done this without Giannis. Like, that was my biggest fear. When he goes down with the back injury and at the same time Tyler Hero goes down with his hand injury, were those two going to cancel each other out in a way? I know that I'm not like equating skill sets and all things like that in importance to the team, but it did feel like, okay, one team had a blow, the other team responded with their own. And it felt like maybe that would allow a non-traditional eight seed like Miami to make this a series. But everything that you just said, and on top of that, the way that Bobby Portis and that role that he's going to have to fill for however long Giannis is going to have to sit out here, you know, there was a sense of calm last night with this Bucks team turning in one of the most dominant performances we've seen so far to date in this postseason, despite Giannis being on, you know, on ice. And the 25 three-pointers, in addition to that, too, defensively, how they were able to stifle anything that the Heat were trying to do from, from deep, that was impressive, and I just feel like they're in a comfortable spot now, having avoided a scare and being able to control the series now as it shifts to Miami. Game three, Saturday night in Miami, and you obviously couldn't go down 0-2, drop the first two games at home. Giannis, you know, if he's if he's limited even, it's a scare for you because Bam Adebayo is capable of a 30-point night. Same with Butler, but you said it. The Tyler Hero injury could loom large for Miami and could loom very large in Milwaukee's favor. Uh, we're going to talk NFL. The Dolphins quarterback, Tua Tungavailoa, I, I choose to view it as vulnerability and honesty. Uh, some telling remarks from Diana Rossini in the first hour of the show saying that not all people uh, NFL circles are viewing what he had to say about his concussion issues last season. We'll play, we'll play the sound that we have. We'll dive into it, get your take on it as well. Courtney Cronin, Randy Scott in for the guys. Canteen Carlin, ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle 
and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Canty and Carlin, the podcast. It was more like a movie scene last season for the Dolphins in Tua Tonga Vailoa. It's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80. She is Courtney Cronin. I am Randy Scott here in Bristol, Connecticut. She's holding it down in Chicago. Uh, covers all things bears for us at ESPN. Also, a uh, radio. Uh, is Supernova too strong? I feel like it's appropriate for Courtney Cronin. That's fine. Uh, at Courtney R. Cronin on Twitter, at Randy Scott ESPN. For me, you can join in the conversation on the CC call in line, one eight 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 say espn That's 888-729-3776. Canty and Carlin is presented by Progressive Insurance. And we want you to call in if you have a different take or if you have a strong opinion on what Tua Tungavailoa shared, because I'm starting to realize, Courtney, that it is a little bit of a, of a disparate audience right now with his comments yesterday. Uh, remember, this is a Dolphins quarterback who had a horrific head injury on Monday, was it Monday Night Football or Sunday Night Football against the Bengals in Cincinnati, hit his head. Thursday night. Thursday night, hit his head. And that was following scant, what, four days after hitting his head on the turf in South Florida in a game uh, against the Bills that the Dolphins won, uh, where he had to leave the field and, and obviously had to be carted off during that uh, that game with the Bengals as well. So that's two concussions in the span of a week. And any time, anybody who's suffered, and it, sports or otherwise, Courtney, a head injury, you know how scary it can be, how helpless the feeling is. And then when you have the pressure of an organization and a paycheck and a family and a fan base on you to get back and get back to your old self at a much shorter timeline than you or I would have, it can lead to some introspective questions. And I think that's putting it mildly. So this is Tua at a press conference down in Miami talking about what was going through his mind as he recovered from these head injuries. I considered it for for a time 
um, having sat down with my family, um, having sat down with my wife and having those kind of kind of conversations, it would be hard for me to, to, to walk away from from this game with how old I am with with my my son. I, I always dreamed of growing, you know, playing as long as I could to where my son knew exactly what, you know, he was watching his his dad do. It's, it's my health. It's my body. It, you know, I feel like this is what's best for me and 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 my family. So, I mean, I, I love the game of football. You know, if I didn't, I would have quit a long time. Want to jump on that because I failed in teeing that up. When he says, I considered it, he's talking about retirement, Courtney. He says he considered retirement. And we're talking about a guy in Tongue of Iloa who, yeah, he talks about his um he talks about his son and I I feel that as a as a parent as well. Uh but he's twenty five years old and he's talking about suddenly this thing that he's loved, this sport that he's loved and generational wealth that comes from it. He's talking about walking away from that because of the head injuries that he suffered. And I look at this as openness. I look at this as vulnerability and honesty. And I don't think it's something that quarterbacks or even athletes necessarily, 20, 25 years ago, it's not a step they'd be taking. He's taking this seriously, knowing that this could very well happen again. And what he talked about at that press conference on Wednesday was the jujitsu training that he is doing during the offseason. I think some people scoff at that notion and say, how is this? In the, in, a, in the split second, how are you going to really teach yourself how to fall the right way when you've got a 300-pound defensive lineman barreling down on you trying to sack you? And remember, the way that he got hit before and that first injury, I mean, it's two confirmed concussions, mm-hmm. one serious head injury or apparent head injury. They didn't classify that one against the Buffalo Bills as a concussion itself where, remember, he his head hit the turf, he gets up, he's woozy, and then he goes to the locker room, he, come back, he comes back out and, and plays the rest of that game. That was not technically a concussion, but I think he sees the writing on the wall here that I keep getting hit in the head. I keep taking these very serious hits and I've got to start doing something differently because I'm not going to be able to continue to do this at this level to enjoy playing football, to enjoy my life outside of football. When he's talking about, you know, his family and making the best decision for himself, his children, all things considered, I think he's taking the right approach because he's not just saying, ah, you know, last year was an anomaly. I never dealt with concussions to this degree before. I'm going to be fine going forward. He's taking all of those necessary steps now to try to at least put himself in the best position, Randy, in 2023 to make sure that he doesn't run into those same situations. Now, will it work? Only time is going to be able to tell. Mm -hmm. But I can promise you the next time... God willing, it never happens again, but this is football. We know it's a violent sport, and just because you're not an offensive lineman going smack dab, you know, head up with a defensive lineman ahead of, in front of you or a running back or a linebacker, still any hit you take to the head puts you yeah. in a vulnerable situation. The next time that happens for Tua, he's going to get asked that same, situa- same question about retiring and what he's considering doing going forward because this is a serious serious set of circumstances that mm-hmm. he's dealing with right now. It, it and is. I I don't know why anybody would discredit what he said yesterday or anybody not look at him and think he's taking this with the right approach. I know that some of the comments that I've seen in terms of not necessarily denouncing what Tua was saying, but criticizing Tua is that, you know, 
we've seen this happen too many times, you know, here and again with football players trying to fight their way through to continue playing. I think at least he's going about it in the right way because he's at le- he's being proactive in his approach of what he's trying to do to help himself. We just don't know if it's going to work when he's talking about the way he has to fall in the jujitsu training, which is really at the core of this. Yeah, yeah. I, listen, though, if it's important for quarterbacks to learn how to fall, why aren't they learning it? Before they get to the NFL, I, and, there, there and why are, why is it something that's on yeah. him solely to do in yeah. the off season? Remember, yeah. training camp, OTAs, preseason, what have mm-hmm. you, practice. They cannot touch the quarterback, so quarterbacks are not on the ground falling in practice because you cannot have contact with them. So Tua has to right now use this time in the off season because he's not going to get it when mm-hmm. when the team joins back up and we know OTAs have started. This is literally the only time he's going to have the free time to practice this sort of stuff. It, it, there, there, there's a possible silver lining for the Dolphins should the worst happen and should there be a reason to look at a long-term answer or at least, or you know what, no, maybe even just a short-term answer because there's a quarterback out there that they're familiar with who has absolutely owned them in his own future Hall of Fame career who says, I don't know, maybe I've... Maybe I would come play for the Dolphins. We'll tell you who that is. You know him, and the Dolphins do as well. Courtney Cronin, Randy Scott, for the guys. Canteen Carlin on ESPN Radio. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a one dollar per month trial period at Shopify.com/network. All lowercase. Go to Shopify.com/network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify.com/network. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This is the Canty and Carlin Podcast. 
Would we? What, where do we come down on the pre-can vibes? What, what was it? What was the rule? Right, pre-can starts Thursday afternoon. Is it only after five? Thursday lunch. Thursday lunch is when it starts. I love that we're shrinking the week. That's Courtney. way too early. Some people have jobs, Eric. What do we? Do? Yeah, but I mean, is this really working though? Like, don't tell anybody. But like, are we working right now? If, you're, this, if, if it's not, if it's not taxing, is it work? Does what it, day is it again? Does this feel like work to you, Courtney Cronin? Never worked a day in my life. That's what I'm talking about. Courtney Cronin. Talking about sports ball. From the 78 degree. We just got a weather update from Courtney Cronin in our Chicago field office. 78 degree. That's Ferris Bueller temperatures. That's what it was. How am I expected to deal with school on a day like this? Uh, I don't know why I made him sound like Mel Kiper Jr. I'm Randy Scott here in Bristol, Connecticut. Not 70 degrees. I don't know that we were going to clear 60 today, but it was it was crisp and it was sunny and I'll take that. It's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio, ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. Uh, 888-SAY-ESPN is the call in line. 888-729-3776 and we just need anti-Tom Brady takes only. That's it. So we're going to screen the calls. If you have something negative to say about Tom Brady, the floor will be yours. I can guarantee that you will get on this program in the next 10 minutes. Because Courtney Cronin, Tom Brady just can't quit. He just can't stop inserting himself into storylines. And I'm not saying that he was trying to capitalize on this, you know, Tua Tonga Vailoa, uh, you know, honest, open moment where he talked about how he was considering retirement while dealing, you know, with the head injuries that he had last season, the concussions that he had. But Tom Brady was asked if he would unre this is do we even say this? It was at the Emerge America's Tech Conference in Miami. I'm sorry. Are you going to go and listen to a guy who lost tens of millions of dollars of his wife's money in FTX, and you're going to go to a tech conference and hear him speak? Do I have that right? Was this a what-not-to-do conference? Okay, what? fine. I'm getting no... You guys have gone silent, and that's fine. But, <laughs> but he is at a tech conference. He's involved in tech, apparently. And his face is. And he was asked if he would unretire and play for the Dolphins. Here's what he had to say. Now that I'm not affiliated with any team anymore, and even though I have strong ties with a couple teams, I do have some friends on the Dolphins that I really like. So uh, I wouldn't say I necessarily root for them all the time, but I root for my friends to do well, and several of them play for Miami. That's not an answer. It's not an answer. Okay, but it is an answer. Like, by not saying, oh, never say never, he didn't farve it. He didn't leave the door open. Like, he, he, okay, that's, that's more grace than I realized. I need to walk back some of my anti-Tom Brady stuff just because he fumbled. Yeah, you're going to start having people flood the CC call in line with Tom Brady hatred when we're trying to spread positivity in this world, Randy. We talked about, yeah, how do I talk out of both sides of my mouth? I see Shannon right now answering the phones. Phone lines are off the chain right now thanks to you putting it out there that Tom Brady wants to go to the Dolphins when all he said is he cheers for a couple guys down there. Yeah, that's. I guess that's fine. So in his career, Tom Brady, 24 and 12 in 36 starts against the Dolphins. That is... No, he beat the Bills worse. Bills and Jets. <laughs> he beat the Bills 33 times. He was 33-3 and against the Bills as a starting quarterback. That's insane. And he was 30-7 and against the Jets. Uh, so, would you take Brady, though? No. Courtney? No, no, no. Not, oh, take, over, him, take him for what? Over Tua? <laughs> Who's your, are you a Bears fan? No, I cover them. Well, who'd you grow up rooting for? 
Nobody, because the team I cover, the team that I now cover in Chicago, where mm-hmm. I grew up, was awful. So my parents said, "No, we're going to go watch Northwestern football instead." Oh, I'm sorry, you, you cheaper I'm awfulness. Sorry. You were trying to avoid awful football, so you went to cheaper watch Northwestern. Awfulness. Oh, okay. And I more family that, friendly product. Say that as a grad. Okay, all right. You know what? If you won't answer the question, let's get to Billy in Tennessee. Billy in Tennessee called in the CC call in line one eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six. What's your Brady take, Billy? Uh, it was a fumble, and I mean, yes, sir. Hey, he, he's not the goat. Uh, he, he's the greatest of having great coaches and great players, uh, and being lucky. That's yes, about sir. It. I respect Billy is my favorite caller so far on this show today. Billy, we appreciate it. It's been the only caller, but um, this is this, you have opened the floodgates. <laughs> Tell me where in that statement from Billy, and Billy, we respect you. Thank you for calling in. But uh, mm-hmm. he was a product of having good players around him. He was. Hall yeah. of Famers on the that's, defensive that's, that's side. That's it? That's the only reason that he has these many rings? On the defensive side, he was. I'm looking I'm looking through the Sounders right now. Do we have anything from Chappelle's show? I want to, I want the, the, the haters ball. I want hate, hate, hate. I want Ice-T just hate, hate, hate. Jordan in Nevada. Jordan in Nevada called in the CC call-in line, one say espn Jordan, you're on ESPN Radio. What's your Brady take? Well, first off, yeah, it was a fumble. Uh, as a Raiders fan who got to watch our dynasty fizzle out for the Patriots dynasty, Let's go. I can't fault the guy. He's a great quarterback, but it just seems like he wants to be the center of attention. He's always in the next spotlight, whether that's FTX, like you said. Him announcing in his retirement and coming back, that very uh, – suspicious times of the year when the focus isn't on him. It just seems to me like he's more of a drama queen and wants to uh, be more in the headlines than he does want to play football the last couple seasons. That's up there with one of my favorite calls of the day. Jordan in Nevada. Appreciate that. Jordan in Nevada on the CC call in line one eight 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 say ESPN. I think it's I think it is hard to be to be honest, I think it is hard to go from being the greatest living quarterback and then suddenly being the greatest living quarterback asked to speak at a tech conference. You know what I mean? Like when you're used to a certain schedule to your life and certain microphones and platforms and things like that, like I think it can be hard to, to walk away. But I do think if you listen to that answer, he he's not, he's not, not ruling out coming back. He's just dodging the question. He's not saying yes. He's not saying no. His filibuster and skirting around it leaves the door open, even if he didn't intend to do that. But I can't see the Dolphins now, after everything that they did. Remember all the tampering and losing a draft pick over us? Like, oh, yeah. I can't see this happening again. And then bringing Brady out of retirement after he's very much shut the door himself in previous comments that he's not coming back. Wouldn't it be... I don't know. It'd be kind of... Like, a lot of people retire to South Florida. It'd be, it'd be, it'd be funny to see him... Instead of retire in central, you know, western Florida like Tampa is, like he just goes full heel and goes down to Miami and plays out the string and cashes massive checks, massive checks, and then he can go speak at more, uh, more tech conferences. Massive news out of the NBA uh, here on Canteen Carlin on ESPN Radio. No Kawhi Leonard for the Clippers tonight. We'll dive into what that means, not just for tonight, but for the series moving forward. Courtney Cronin, Randy Scott, and for the guys, it's Canteen Carlin on ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to the Canty and Carlin podcast. You can listen to the show live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Plus, you can listen on the ESPN app. Canty and Carlin, the podcast.